Well, what I love about that joke is that you just get the biggest laugh at the first the line. <laughs> you, there's no, and that's why the punchline is not necessary. Right. Yeah. Why? No, that's why the punchline is the punchline is like a. A child's punchline. It's like a, a you know. Right. Well, not, exactly. Not there, boo, boo, that they also and that has the charming part at the end, which yeah. is yeah. You know, in a weird way, what it reminded me of was uh, Buddy Hackett would when he he was so skilled at winning the audience over that he wanted to challenge himself. So what he started doing as his career was really in like the he was huge. He would walk out on stage and he would call someone in the front row, I apologize, a cunt. And the reason he would do it is he wanted to see how long does it take me to win the audience back, which he would always do. And it's just like, wow, really? And Buddy Hackett, of all people, that you hear that and you're like, what the fuck? You haven't won me back yet, Kevin. I have, <laughs> but Buddy Hackett would. Watch Little Mermaid. He's so good at it. What? Is he Ariel? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, this is Steve, and this is the Punch-Up Podcast, and with me tonight are Kevin Reagan. Hi, Steve. Jesse Preisendorfer. Hey, Steve. Kevin Doherty. Hello, Steve. And our storyteller right now is Fred Siegel. Hi, Steve. Hello, Fred. Thanks for being here, buddy. My pleasure. All yours. This story is uh, a time I earned $10, and the subtitle is An Idiotic Young Magician Learns About Girls. So it's 1973, and that makes me 12. And I have never been more confident in my life than I was when I was 12. I knew I would be the greatest magician in the world. If not that, I knew I would be a really successful actor, musical comedy performer. The sun shined out of my hindquarters. (laughs) I love it. Is that where it came from? That's where the sun came from. Uh, the sun was back there. What did you guys think you were going to be when you were 12? Because that's actually very interesting. Baseball player. I was a very good baseball player yeah. at 12. Yeah. Were you really? I was convinced that was my calling. Yeah. That's so What weird. position? Looking at you now. <laughs> what? Base, I don't have a base, baseball build? No, you have a baseball card collector build. <laughs> <laughs> that's where you are now. What about you, Kev? What were you going to be when you were 12? Uh archaeologist maybe like really? indiana jones no that Not didn't, that that didn't cool. come until later oh yeah i was just a dork <laughs> <laughs> what were you gonna be jesse uh i wrote a letter to nasa and told them that i had a master's in mathematics and <laughs> i wanted to be an astronaut because i figured you think i they couldn't would check up well i figured i could get away with having a master's in math i didn't yeah. want to tell them i had a phd because that i couldn't pull off yeah <laughs> couldn't yeah, doctor that yeah, that sounds like fix, a lie i couldn't fix that 12. so i lied you so. got, except for Kev, which that's lame. You guys were more ambitious than me. I swear, all I wanted to do was date Alyssa Milano. That's <laughs> it when I was 12. As a job? Uh, like, yeah. It yeah. Was yeah. That would be a full time job. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. So, anyway, I'm 12. I had done my first magic show for money. It was a Cub Scout blue and gold banquet. And it went really well, and my cousin Albert, actually my mother's cousin Albert, negotiated for me and got me the gig. Wow. And I went out and did it. Were you one of the Cub Scouts? I was not a Cub Scout, okay. no. I was very interested in magic. I had a lot of props. I think back on it now, I had a bunch of props even before I started to do shows. 
And, you know, when you're when I was a kid, my God, I had my magic catalog from the Top Hat Magic Company in Evanston, Illinois, and my other catalog from Douglas Magic Land in Dallas, Texas. And, you know, the pictures in the catalog are these mustachioed men <laughs> who are who are doing amazing feats with women who are, are barely dressed uh, in these, uh, uh, well, sequins. Like yeah. yeah. Uh, line drawings. They didn't have oh, photographs yeah. at the time. And, it was and, enough. Yeah, but my God. <laughs> and so I had all this stuff. I had a temple screen and a dove pan and a crystal tube and the rainbow rope and a couple of different egg bags. I had egg bags. Oh, wow. Not just one. No, Not one. multiple. I had a egg Chinese egg bag and I had a Climax egg bag, just so you know. <laughs> Can you explain well, them real quick? Yeah, for... please. Well, a Chinese egg bag is not even a bag. What it is, it's a dollar fifty. That's uh, expensive back then. Well, it was expensive enough. But what it was is you had a little egg. You would fold the, uh, I guess it was a mat. It was a bamboo mat. And you would drop the egg into it and the egg would disappear. Uh, various uh, manipulations done with it. It's uh, angly. A trick is angly when people are sitting on the side. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. It's bad. Uh, yeah. So did you make up your own tricks, or were these all kind of... You know, the world of magic, at least when you're just starting, is a traditional performance form in which you purchase or learn tricks that are well-known. And even today, the tricks I do are, are well-known. I, I do the Bill and Lemon. But it's it's so, my version of the Bill and yeah. Lemon, which my son loves, oh, by the great. way. Yeah. Trick. You did the needle trick once. I did that... the needle trick, yes. Oh, uh, uh, so so, uh, but I didn't do that until I was forty. I always tell people, don't do the needle trick yeah. until you're at least forty, because you feel you've lived a good life. Just yeah, in case. just well, in case. Right. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be if you're twelve and you're sticking needles <laughs> in your mouth. It's going to create problems. So hold on, I can ask you. You have a gig at twelve. How old were you when you started doing magic? Well, in fifth grade, I remember showing my teacher tricks that I had learned from a book in the school library, and in sixth grade. I had acquired enough props from Samuel Kubrick's fun shop in the King of Prussia Plaza. Oh, my God. To perform the vanishing cane mm. and uh, one of the egg bags, I think the Chinese egg bag, and uh, uh, the rainbow rope trick in which a red, white, and blue length of rope, three ropes, red, white, and blue, fuse into one uh, long, red, multicolored rope about uh, unity in America. USA. USA. You're right. right. Instead of a magic wand, you would take a little flag and wave the USA oh, flag over it, uh-huh. and the ropes would unify. That was your uh, closer? Your, well, uh... Uh, it, it was not. At the time, what was my closer? It might have been the Vanishing Cane because it cost $5, yeah. and that was the most expensive thing. So I assume... So it wasn't the best illusion. It was the most expensive one was your <laughs> well, closer? the best one is the one that you close <laughs> yep. with, the one uh-huh. you spent the most money on. It has okay. to be the best one. The Cadillac yeah. of illusions. <laughs> In any event, I did the Cub Scout banquet when I was 12. And can I ask, what were you paid for that gig? Well, the, the gig I was just talking about was my very first show right. in sixth grade. So that was in the assembly. It was free. Oh, yeah. And I, I did other shows in seventh grade with uh, a couple of other magicians. We had a magic club oh, in our school. And that's we, awesome. Uh, but the Cub stuff. Scout gig was a pain. The Cub gig? Scout gig was 10 big ones, baby. Nice. 10 big now, ones. $10,000? Uncle negotiated this uh, for you? It could have been. My yeah, cousin Albert negotiated it. Did he like take his 20% or? He was magnanimous about it. Oh, he okay. Didn't. He was Just... a beer distributor. So <laughs> so he didn't need the $1 that he would have Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> He'd get it on the back end. You remember your blue and gold banquet? We're always at the distributor afterwards. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't remember exactly. mine. That's exactly why. 
the thing is, I was preposterously arrogant. I would go up to people in the hallways at school and I would stick crayons up my nose and pull them out of my mouth and make a coin disappear and come out of my ass. I was, I was a <laughs> With, without them asking, like just like. <laughs> well, they, I got, I kind of got known. I was known uh, as a, a, a wonderful. I would have loved if you were in my hallway. You would be the kid that I would seek out every day, because you know you embrace your difference and you are good at it. I don't know if I was actually good at it. I would like to point out, biologically, I could do the magic trick of putting a quarter in my mouth and making it come out my ass. It would just take a little while. <laughs> I mean, it's going to happen. Is I'm that how that works? Is that you have a, a total conveyor belt like you've been eating quarters? Well, you like, eat quarters every, every day. Every day. And like, <laughs> there's always one on, in the chute. <laughs> Kevin, I'm glad you're not in my hallway. I don't want to see that. Well, if you swallow a quarter and you get two dimes and a nickel to come out, that's magic. <laughs> Hey, this is Sean Curran from Cracking the Spine Podcast. You can hear us every week on iTunes, Google, or wherever you find your podcast. I'm not going to tell you how to do your job. We talk about books, literature, really just a jumping off point to an interesting conversation. Check us out at Cracking the Spine. You can find us on Twitter, at Cracking Spine. If you want to email us, you can find us at crackingthespineshow at gmail.com, or just search on Facebook for Cracking the Spine Podcast. You'll find us. We're there. That's Cracking the Spine with your host, Sean Curran, Zane Bauer, and Josh Henderson. It's Josh Henderson from Continue. You know him. You love him. He's on my show, Cracking the Spine. Our archives include interviews with authors James Morrow and Dwayne Swarzynski, talks about fiction versus nonfiction, some great holiday episodes where we get a little heartfelt, get a little intense, we get a little angry. It doesn't matter if you don't like books, because we talk about everything else. We talk about you, but you got to listen first. CrackingTheSpine.Podomatic.com Hey everybody, it's Ian O'Shea. I'm here to tell you about another show that a lot of people that you've listened to tonight also do on the last Friday of every month at the playground on 20th and Sansom here in Philadelphia. It is The Blue Show. And it is blue as... Eep. It is raunchy, it is dirty. Actually, the audience suggestions are disgusting. And quite frankly, it's your fault. You come and watch... And you suggest the most disgusting things I have ever heard. It's a sick and twisted evening of pleasure all the way around. 10 o'clock, BYOB. We love to do it. It's a great, fun, adult, raunchy, disgusting debacle. Bring your friends. Bring your enemies. Bring your filthy, disgusting mind. It's a giant circle jerk. With comedy. Not boners. Anyway, I do tricks in the hallway, and one day I get a call from Rebecca. Rebecca is a girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Rebecca is a girl, and I'm still at the stage in my life when I really don't have much going on with girls. I don't yeah. talk this, to them very much. This is a phone call? A like phone she calls call. you at she your found home? Me they had, back in those days, a phone book. Yeah. Mm. Right. And uh, explain, like, for those not in our generation, like, the significance of, like, nobody had cell phones. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone calling call you home. on your home phone. That yes. was a big deal. Yeah. Your mother or father probably answers. And, mm -hmm. and anybody could answer. Anybody could answer. And then they know your business. So exactly. if your, like, older sibling answers and it's a girl, you're cooked. Right. right. Especially yeah. if you have more than one extension in the house, because I know I did this to my sisters, and I know they did it to me. You silently pick up listen. to oh, yeah. listen yes. in. Yeah. Yep. Get some dirt. Yeah. Anyway, so Rebecca calls you so at Rebecca home. calls me. She wants me to perform at her birthday party. <gasps> now, this is weird. 
even I know that usually the birthday party shows are for littler kids. By the time you get to be 11, 12, 13, oh, yeah. maybe you're interested in something else. But I figured, okay, Rebecca has seen my artistry. <laughs> she has seen the pretty card fans that I would make. Awesome. Uh, and they, they were all beautifully symmetrical. Yeah. And when I'd blow a quarter out of my nose, I had a twinkle in my eye. So I, I figured she wanted to have some magical excellence at her party. We booked the gig. $10. It was going to be a $10 Albert gig. booked this one with uh, you? No, uh, uh, I did this one myself. Oh, uh, he, yeah. cut, he cut, cut him out. out. Yeah, yeah, cut out Albert. I don't need you anymore, Uncle Albert. <laughs> but where am I going to sell my beer? <laughs> this was after the... Um, this is the after scout. the Blue and Gold Banquet. This yeah. was my second paid gig. Okay. Yet it had, it had more memorable elements to it, yeah. which, I, which I will... Was she in your grade or a different grade? Rebecca was in my grade. Okay. A peer, as we would say. Yeah. Well, you, yeah. you can say Although that. a girl was not a peer. No. A girl was kind of a different separate, kind of character. Separate peer. Yeah. You know? Okay. A parallel phenomenon. Yeah. You know? Like ahead of you? Like more mature? Maybe. Just a completely Maybe. different type of animal. Anyway, I'm getting ready for the show. My mother gave me a blue Samsonite suitcase, uh, a hard top piece of luggage. <laughs> Great. It said, uh, goodbye, see ya. I loaded it with my rainbow ropes. And by now I had all kinds of, I had, I had all the things that I mentioned before, but also a, a dove pan. I had a dove pan. With was, real live dove? That was my, well, I didn't have live doves, but you didn't have to produce a real live dove from a dove pan. You can produce any kind of quote-unquote load that you want. So I, my thing was I would take out the pan and I would light a napkin on fire and put it in the pan and then uh, uh, extinguish the light with the cap. And then you pull it out and suddenly uh, you pull out a, a, a long streamer that kind of cascades out of there. And then uh, with a magic wand, I would, I would twirl in a circle so that there would be this big circle of ribbon here. And it was really, it's kind of spectacular. That's kind of cool. That sounds cool, that. cool. yeah. I still do that. For a little kid to do that especially? Like, holy crap. So that's all in your blue Samsonite That's all in my blue suitcase. Samsonite case. And I'm wearing my professional costume. Which, which is, is what? A double-knit polyester, <laughs> a pair of red uh, maroon trousers. Awesome. And a, a yeah. check, black, a red, white, and blue checked jacket with... Very Americana. Lapels the size of... Texas. You know, well, I don't know. I'm thinking London broils. Yeah. Uh, uh, but, but uh, and also, you know, they were wearing woven ties. Uh, oh, my God, I had those. With the little square doll. Yes, oh, yeah. yes, oh, so yes. you didn't do a bow tie. You did a Yeah, tie. well, uh, you know, yeah, I didn't want to. Cool. I didn't do the tuxedo yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I always uh, called them sock ties. Yeah, they look like the top of an poor and your parents made them from socks. <laughs> yes. Hey, look, I have I have two. Right. <laughs> uh, for, uh, did you wear the hat or did you just? I didn't. I didn't. Have I'm sorry. Hat. I missed the hat. What? Hat? I didn't have a hat. Oh, oh you did back it. then. No, I did not okay. have a hat. You imagined a hat, but there was no hat. I was gonna say, did you wear the hat or just use it? You said for... the hat, not a hat. Because it's a magician. Are you Don't guys you gonna just fight? Picture a magician always has a hat. He's still it's saying not the... a hat. I'm gonna say the hat <laughs> for a magician. Look, there's a hat where there never was a hat. <laughs> there are four Broadway geeks are enjoying this. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so you're getting ready for the gig. You're headed to the gig. gig. I'm getting ready for the gig. I I go there. It's uh, uh, not too far away. I open the door. I walk through. You know, you go in the basement. You go in through the door, through this laundry room, this long laundry room. The wings. uh, And then you open the door to the paneled (laughs) recreation room. Wait, the first time you see anybody is when you're about to perform. I walk in with a suitcase. I open the door. And there is a circle 
of girls. All girls. Like I'm entering a coliseum. Oh, my God. Except that the Christian hungry Romans are replaced by an animated and whispering circle of Jew hungry girls. Oh, my God. I'm nervous right now, like all these years later. (laughs) And I'm looking at them and they, they know I'm coming. And they all seem to know something that I don't know. Oh, my God. I hate them. Oh, that, it's just, I didn't feel hate at all. Yeah, Jesse and I have seen Carrie too many times. I We're teach not middle picture. school. I hate oh, them no, I, I'm, I hate I'm them. the other way. Keep going. Yeah, I, I, it was fine. I did my act. The rainbow ropes came together with the powers of the magic flag. The three little handkerchiefs and the crystal tube tied together. Unity was a big theme. I didn't yes. know that at the time, but now that I look back at it, yeah, it's about theme. How are they receiving this? They're applauding politely. And uh, how long's the act? It's okay. And some of them are heckling me, but it's okay. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, you know, I don't like know how long it was. <laughs> was it less than an hour, right? 10, oh, 15 definitely minutes. less than an hour. Back then, I didn't have what we now call bits of business or uh, narrative threads to... It was just trick, oh. trick, 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 right. trick. Okay. And Here's do, one back in the suitcase. Okay. What Here's about, another one. Back what about your pattern? Had you worked out... Well, yeah, I had patter about the yogis and Mahatmas who taught me this uh, amazing... uh, (laughs) And if I had a yogi or Mahatma, he would have prepared me better for what was going to happen when I went into this circle of girls. Anyway, I do the show. I produce from the big cascade a tornado coming out of a magic wand of ribbons. And, uh, I mean, I imagine in my head that everyone is transfixed. But I finish the show, and I'm packing up, and... uh, Rebecca comes over and she asks me to go with her into the laundry room because she wants to talk about something serious. So, okay, uh, let's walk into the laundry room. Uh, Do you bring uh, your suitcase with you? I think so. I've never left my suitcase in that room with those girls. Yeah, it's your whole show. Who knows what girls would do to right. And do you have any idea what might be... No. Have you By been... the way, what I told this story to my wife, Gail, the wonderful Gail, and she knew immediately. Yeah. She couldn't believe how stupid. We kind uh, of I... all know because we're not 12. But right. Go ahead. But, but I was 12. Oh, yeah. No and you just finished a show. A 12-year-old boy has no idea. You just finished a show. It could yeah, be just... accolades. It could be a couple of notes. Thing. It was a show. Right. Yeah. I got to do a show. Yeah. Have you been paid? Not yet. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Always get paid up front. You got to get that envelope. Uh, She talks. We talk, and she says, have you ever made out? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just got 10 bucks for this gig. (laughs) 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 Terrific. (laughs) And I said, yeah. Not knowing um, what that even means. No, no, I think I knew what it meant. Right, you can't admit. It's the only answer you can give. If you have never made out. Exactly. And uh, she says, all right. She gets me to go into the bathroom. Because the laundry room's not private enough. The laundry room's not private enough. Anybody can walk into the laundry room. The bathroom has a door. Yep. And Uh, it locks. Yeah. uh, yeah. So she gets me into the bathroom. And I'm starting to feel weird about this. Because she's a client. She's a client. (laughs) (laughs) That's crossing a line, Kev. It is a line. I I want more gigs if I'm making out with all my clients. My business might dry up, right? Yeah. yeah. What is that? Don't shit where she you She was eat, a client. Or... If you, if Don't you, shit where you eat. You can't I know kiss. I'm hot, and I'm a great magician, but... <laughs> you can't kiss the, the person who's hiring you. Right? No. Even I knew. Welcome to no women good. in the workforce. 
So we're in the back, and I'm starting to funfa. You know, I'm starting to. Yeah, funfa? Wait, 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 wait. Funfa? Is that a real word? I know that term. Is it Yiddish or is it. I don't know. It's Yiddishoid. I don't know. Yiddishoid, okay. I've heard. Yiddishish? I've only. Yeah. The people who use that word are the same people who use the word schmuck and. Petzola and things like that. Okay. So, humana, uh, humana, humana. And I say, yeah, you know, I can't really make out. There's the mirror there. It's, uh, I, I, I guess what I was saying is that it was inhibiting me to look at me making out. It was, uh, I don't know. I, I was making this up. Just grab and Rebecca very calmly reaches over to that mirror and opens the cabinet. Mm-hmm. There's the mirror on the medicine she cabinet. She made it disappear, so now the mirror if you will. Is against she the wall. is like, got a goal. It's, and she is, she right. just it's solved not, that problem. It's not her first birthday party. And <laughs> and then I'm thinking, well, you know, there's a toilet there. I mean, how can we make <laughs> she out? She fucking the toilet. <laughs> You're such a 12-year-old boy. <laughs> hey, let's make out before this room fills up with water. <laughs> Now it's a make-out tank. <laughs> yeah, how can I make out in the presence of a toilet? <laughs> Suddenly, though, I begin to feel a different sensation. It was similar in some ways to the sensation of performing the show. A little bit euphoric. A little lower? Uh, yes. Yeah. A certain magical feeling that might have been a little different from yeah. the magical feeling of the show. So I, I figured, okay. And I put my hands on her waist, and I leaned in, and I closed my eyes, and... I leaned into lips that felt like pillows. Oh. And then... (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. I felt the door start to move. Oh. And it's Dad. Oh! Oh, no! Not what I was thinking you were going to say. It's not my dad. Her dad. Yeah. Her dad. Rebecca's dad. million times worse. Yes, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> Opens the door. Now I have a feeling that's even lower. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> a certain low, sinister kind of feeling. Yeah. But he opens the door, and I expected that he would kill me. But he actually took it kind of in stride. You know, and he said, you gotta, gotta pay attention to your guests, hon. That's all he said? He was just so glad she didn't hire a clown. Oh, dude. (laughs) He pulls her out and she's she's got like half the white face on her lips. And and they just keep coming out, the clowns. (laughs) (laughs) This is a 12-year-old girl you're laughing at. But a 12-year-old set of clowns. Yeah. We we all assume that, right? Just you didn't. Everybody's 12 in this story, Jess. Yeah, okay. Anyway, I'm thinking maybe I should give this guy a break on the $10 fee. Uh, but I don't. I don't. We don't talk about it. It occurs to me years later as I reflect on it. I think, wow, you know, this guy understood this situation in a way that I could not possibly understand. Yeah. He knew exactly yeah. what this was. He had a complete and profound understanding. And this was a magical convergence for me of two different things. Uh, you can, for one minute, be performing your magic show, and the next minute, you could feel like your heart is coming out of a thing in a cascade, like a yeah. like a tornado uh, looping through the air at the end of a magic wand. Hey, this is Steve Roney. Thanks for listening to the Punch Up Podcast. 
We release new episodes every Monday, so be sure to check us out. You can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. We're also on Facebook and on Twitter at Punch Podcast. Like us, follow us, and subscribe. Each week, we bring in some of the funniest writers and performers from the Philly comedy scene. Someone tells a story while the others help out. Me, your host, Steve Roney, along with Kevin Reagan, Ian O'Shea, Jesse Preisendorfer, and a different guest every week. Thanks for listening, and be sure to check us out every Monday.